The views and opinions of the EDGE podcast do not necessarily represent those of Education USA, U.S. Department of State, or the U.S. government. Welcome to The Edge, the Education USA Global Exchange Podcast, broadcasting from the central nervous system of our global network, Washington, D.C. Hello, and welcome back to The Edge. My name is Sonia Kelly, and I'm here with Amy Hamidi and William Westerman. I'll go ahead and let them introduce themselves. Thank you, Sonia. I'm Amy, the Education USA Iran advisor based in Washington, D.C. I have loved the opportunity I've had to be part of all the D.C. forums in the past five years, connecting and building relationships with hundreds of university reps. I'm excited to be with you and William today. Howdy. I'm William, and I help to connect Education USA with students and the higher education community on social media. If you've ever interacted with Education USA on social media, you've probably run into me. We had quite a few events in 2022, starting with the Education USA Forum in Washington, D.C. in August, and then heading over to Belgrade, Serbia for our Europe and Eurasia Regional Forum in September. Let's start with a quote from Christopher Toribio of Orange Coast College, who we spoke with at the Education USA Forum in Washington, D.C., I feel it really gets into why higher education representatives find value in working with Education USA. William, the floor is yours. I thought that Christopher's anecdote is a really great real-world example of how personal connections between institutions, advisors, and other Education USA stakeholders can build long-lasting partnerships, whether formal or informal. It also reminded me of how even with a network as broad as Education USA, It's still possible to bring in students from every country, large or small, to the right U.S. institutions for them and their future. What I like the most about Education USA is that they can really find students and support students who have more of a local context. And that's the reason why we go to Education USA every year as the center point of our recruitment efforts, because they do have the local context. That's the students that we're trying to target, or the students at the national schools. And I have a really good example. (laughs) My favorite Education USA memory on the road was actually when I had the opportunity to go to the Education USA Brunei Fair, and I kind of went out on on a limb, so had no idea if there was any interest going to Education USA in Brunei, Um, but it was just part of the tour, so I jumped on. Um, I got an email prior to the fair and I thought it was a I thought it was a mistake <laughs> because this particular parent was just asking about a school but didn't specify which one so the mother actually came to the fair I met um, the daughter and then the brother came then another set of family another family came two brothers and all four of them enrolled at OCC the following semester and from then on, Orange Coast College was actually the largest receiver of Bruneian students in the United States. So and because of that, we had a total of eight students from Brunei. And we became, I believe, the first community college to be recognized by the Ministry of Education. And that was through Myra Robles from Education USA. Good, right? I think it also illustrates how all different types of institutions, whether community colleges, technical schools, four-year liberal arts, you name it, can be the right fit. They just need the opportunity to connect with students. That's fantastic. And Amy, if I could ask you to go next, I believe that you pulled some advice that Savannah Gillespie from Western Kentucky University had to share about engaging with Education USA at regional forums. 
Yes. Savannah is a great university rep from Western Kentucky, and she encourages other university reps to recognize the essential value of investing and building long-term relationships with Education USC advisors. Savannah recommended not having a solely data-driven mindset or what works best in your interest, but emphasizing human connections and strategic relationships based on mutual concerns for students you represent and serve daily. First say that I'm naturally an introvert and these things exhaust me and hurt my head, but also in the best way, um, you kind of have to be willing to get outside of yourself and make relationships with people, mm -hmm. conversations. Um, the most fruitful conversations I've had have been around the breakfast table. Mm. You know, this this forum, I'm not staying at the hotel, and it's a bummer because yeah. I know I'm missing out on those connections. Yeah. Get to know the advisors. Go beyond the reports that anybody can look up online to learn about trends in the area. Mm -hmm. But, you know, really ask about what the needs are for the students in those areas and position yourself as a resource for the advisors just as much as they're a resource for you. Mm -hmm. That's key, you know? I I don't view them as just like a, a source to just bring me students, but we need to have a mutually beneficial relationship. Mm -hmm. So I always start conversations with, hey, what, what can WKU do to help you? Mm -hmm. What are you in need of? It could be something as simple as social content. Um, it could be a program that you're looking for a partnership, but that's when you can have really strategic conversations and it's not just, oh, we're looking for or for schools that have scholarships for chemistry or whatever, but try to, to get granular and get beyond the fact sheets. That's so good. I agree with Savannah that investing in relationships lays the foundation for future creative partnerships and strategic collaboration that will benefit many people on different levels. Great. Thanks, Amy. Regional forums can be a crucial space to accomplish many different goals for you and your institution. In Costa Rica, we spoke to Amber Rios, assistant professor of teacher education at Kansas State University, who outlined the strategy she uses for networking at regional forums and building relationships with advisors. As much as it would be so fun to go to 50 separate countries and <laughs> hundreds of cities and speak to all of the beautiful people, brilliant people that are here, um, it's not possible. We don't get that much research money to go travel around. Um, and largely, uh, my various iterations of bad Spanish wouldn't be sustainable for that anyways. A forum like this really brings together everything you need in my you know, limited opinion of the last couple of days, um, everything you need to truly get a swath of context um, and also a depth of knowledge in intimate ways when you need it. So um, the way it kind of first went is the host countries had um, or these various countries had tables and we were able to go talk to them and learn a little bit about the needs that they have. Um, and so then what we did is we went and kind of at the end of the day made, we had tons of business cards, uh, recommend downloading the app. Uh, so we had tons of business cards and we kind of made a list of like, these are the various things we had written on the business cards. Um, and then we tried to group those by kind of complementary needs. Um, and then we spent that night building programming that we thought would be meaningful. And then the next day we had a table. And so then what we were able to kind of do is fact check these ideas that we had. Would it be meaningful if we did this? Is that something you would be interested in? Um, and so we then yesterday kind of made a list of the things that people said, yes, that would be meaningful. Um, and what we intend to do now is to then follow up with those people um, with approved programs, because of course, we're in higher ed. So everything is 
um, complex, but with approved programs, and then hopefully find some funding to support these programs. Um, again, because that's sustainable. Um, and I think long-term funding is really helpful, but also just strategic focused programs that aren't these kind of flashy things. I think this is a great example, especially because Amber brings in her perspective as a member of the academic faculty. If you're new to our Education USA forums and are maybe intimidated by the scope and the crowds, it's always good to come with a plan. Whether you adopt Amber's plan, come up with your own, or speak with colleagues to ask what they're doing, there's a space for you. Regional forums, which are focused only on one region but have a wide range of experts who attend, may be the best place to start engaging with the network. While we're on the topic of regional forums, Amy is going to share a tip that Ben Iverson of Augustana University in South Dakota shared about expanding into new markets. Sure. Ben shares how Education USA is an excellent resource for connecting with new markets and how to engage those students best. He views Education USA as a one-stop resource for him and his teams. I mean, I, I think that when I, you know, am thinking about approaching a, a new market, so if we're thinking, you know, especially about advice for, for people that are new to the field or new to working with Education USA, maybe, um, I mean, Education USA is almost always my first stop when I'm trying to learn more about a new market and whether or not it's the right place for me to spend time and, and resources in terms of visits or virtual recruitment or, or whatever the case might be. Um, they've got the best and the latest information. They've often got uh, the types of school contacts that uh, you know higher education institutions want and need. Education USA, we genuinely focus on providing the most relevant engaging information and resources for our students and USA University reps. I love that Ben sees us as his first stop and wants to maintain relationships with our advisors. That's all really great. Now, moving beyond forums, we're going to hear from a few higher education representatives on other creative ways that they have engaged with Education USA advisors on the ground around the world. William, I believe you pulled out a strategy that Brittany Wright from George Washington University uses with admitted students at her institution, right? Yes, ma'am. It's heartening for me, someone who spends a lot of time in front of the computer, to hear how local Education USA centers interact with students and U.S. higher education representatives. As much as I love technology and the relative ease of connecting on social media, email, and Zoom, I can't deny the importance of people sitting down together in the same room, discussing ideas, answering questions, and providing guidance to students who may not have other resources for learning about opportunities outside of their town, their city, or their country. Here's Brittany Wright, the Director of Graduate Enrollment Management and Advising at the George Washington University School of Engineering and Applied Science, who gives insight into just what exactly Education USA advisors and advising centers can do for international students. We're constantly referring them to the Education USA Center and that they're closest to and sending them links to the different types of resources online to help them prepare for those interviews. And then hopefully they get their visa and then we always want to make sure they're aware of whatever pre-departure orientations that are happening in, in whatever Education USA Center they're closest to. Or maybe there's virtual ones that they're doing for students from an entire country, uh, making sure 
that they are aware of those events so they can connect with other students that are coming from their country, that are coming to the U.S. at least. Uh, we do a lot of international yield events, but we can't do them in every country. So uh, even when we're doing our in-person events, we're always um, also referring those students who are at those in-person events to anything else that the Education USA is doing, again, to help with that pre-departure, because there's a lot of concerns, there's a lot of questions, uh, there's there's a lot that's going on in those few months that they're getting ready to come to the U.S. So whatever, and we can't answer all of them, unfortunately, uh, but we know that Education USA advisors have probably the answers to most of the questions that these students have. I love seeing photos from pre-departure orientations that get posted on social media. It's such a celebratory moment for everyone, students, their parents, Education USA advisors, and U.S. higher education institutions. I agree. Those moments are always exciting, scary, and momentous. Another crucial component of international student mobility is how U.S. higher education institutions help establish partnerships. We spoke with Carla Anderson of Lane Community College, who discusses a partnership she was able to create with Togo's Ministry of Higher Education based on workforce development needs in the country. As far as advisors globally, it's been one of our strategies. We have been recruiting a lot more in Africa, and I'm primarily working directly with Education USA advisors who are, who are the countries I've been to, they're based at the embassies. And so I'll write to them before I come. They have been very eager to get me in contact with key people in that country or that city, taking me to high school visits. So even when I'm on the ground arranging meetings for me, one of one example is I was visiting a country in Africa and we did a joint um, Education USA presentation in, an e in the evening and Lane paid for it. But Education USA was there. They did a presentation about the five steps. A consular officer was there and the public affairs person was mm -hmm. there and spoke. And then I spoke more about community colleges. And what one outcome of that particular session was the Ministry of Higher Education came. Nice. Um, and the next day, they the embassy got a call asking to have a meeting. So we rearranged our schedule and we went to the Ministry of Higher Education they have scholarship money and they were very interested because we offer an aviation maintenance program. And um, this particular country has its own airline, but they do not have trained staff to operate it. So they're almost outsourcing all of the job country. And so we ended up jointly between the U.S. Embassy Opportunity Funds, the Ministry of Higher Education Scholarship Fund and Lane um, creating an MOU and um, we have welcomed our first two students, nice. fully funded by the government of that country, except, I mean, U.S. Embassy had a part as well with the yep. Opportunity Funds. And they will be graduating this coming June, June yeah. 2023. And um, that was all because of uh, working with the Education USA advisor to, to be able to have an opportunity like that. Love stories like that, serendipitous partnerships between our Education USA advisors and the higher education community. And the best place to get started to meet a whole group of our advisors and to see what may come of it is by attending one of our Education USA forums. Join us. 
I actually attended my first Education USA forum this past August in Washington, D.C., and it really reminded me how vast and diverse the international education community is. There's always a new avenue to explore, new people to meet, and doing it all in a wonderful new city or region is the icing on the cake. I hope to see you out and about at an Education USA event soon. Plan on engaging with us at our following Education USA forum. We have many opportunities for growth and connection with you as our university reps and partners. Now, more than ever, international students will benefit from our commitment together to providing the best educational experiences and opportunities for their future. Thank you both, Amy and William, for all that you've shared with our audience. And thanks to all of you, those featured in this episode and beyond, for sharing advice and best practices with colleagues. This network is only as dynamic and resilient as you've made it. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Edge and tune in again soon. The views and opinions of the EDGE podcast do not necessarily represent those of Education USA, US Department of State, or the US government.